Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Daily Draft Report, your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus Canton. Be sure to check out the entire Campus Canton family of podcasts. Tonight, we're going to do, or today, it's another Monday, so we're going to do another Mock Draft Monday. Usually, I just tear apart somebody's mock, and they have no way to defend it, but tonight, I brought on somebody who's here to defend himself, Shane Hallam. Shane, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back, and uh, I'm excited to hear my mock get torn apart. That'd be great. No, great. I didn't. I tore apart. <laughs> I, I, I'll be nice to you. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't have to be nice to Kuiper. He makes enough money and has the protection right. of ESPN. So, <laughs> and where where is your whole where is this whole thing going to be found tomorrow, Shane? Let everybody know. Uh yeah, this 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 will be up on DraftCountdown.com. So you can probably go there now, and it's probably up a uh, new seven round mock draft. And I I did the math. This is my uh, third to last mock draft for the year. So it's getting, wow. getting close. It's crazy to think of, isn't it? We're, we're getting yeah. there. Less than four weeks, so yeah, crazy. <laughs> All right, we're going to dive right in here. The first round, uh, just the first couple picks. You have Asian Hutchinson going to the Jaguars. Detroit Lions taking Trayvon Walker, which I think is the first time I've seen that. Then we'll get down to what is your thinking there? Do you think they go that way, or I'm kind of surprised? Yeah, I, I, I think Trayvon Walker is moving up. I think a lot of teams, there are teams that have him as the top edge player on the board, um, and he's just more raw than Aiden Hutchinson is, but I think in terms of pure upside, he saw it in the national championship. So I think if the Lions are sitting there, you know, you don't need an offensive tackle. Uh, who else is really worth it? I think Walker is, if Hutchinson goes first, I think it's a strong possibility that they take Trayvon Walker too. Right. It seems to be almost a little bit of buzz. You have Kayvon Thibodeau going nine to the Seahawks. It almost seems like the buzz is coming back around on him finally. So I'd be curious to see what happens over the next couple of weeks, you know, as the, if he's still, if there was talk of him slipping. And now I think people are starting to come back around and realize that he's probably still the best, best player in the draft. So he, he's I, my I, number I, one player in this draft and has been from the start till the end. So it's not going to change. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mine too. So I do like this. I, lately I've seen a lot of this, the New York Jets going wide receiver in the first round, which is kind of a surprise real quick. What is your thinking on the uh, Falcons not taking a quarterback? I think they got Marcus Mariota, and I, honestly, I, I'm still one of the guys that feels like there's not a top 10 pick at quarterback in this class. And if there's not, if and the Falcons stay in the top 10, like if them and the Panthers stay there, I don't think they take one. Maybe my mind will change my final mock, or maybe they trade down and I don't do trades, so I'll have a quarterback in one of those spots. But personally, I think Atlanta's sitting in a really nice spot in the second. They have two second-round picks. They really want a guy that can move up and get them at the end of the first. That, that makes kind of, yeah, I think a lot of the teams that are thinking quarterback could wait till the second. So I was still kind of surprised. I like them getting Kyle Hamilton. So I don't know. We'll just, I don't want to go through all your picks here. People have a reason yeah, to yeah. read. So I like yeah, 10 no, and 11, though. I like the Jets. I mean, everybody, it seems like I had never seen a, a wide receiver going to the Jets until just like the last two weeks. And now everybody's mocking them. So you like them going with Garrett Wilson there? Or? It was a tough choice between Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams. I think it's probably between those guys. I, I think when they were so involved with Tyreek Hill, and we know we know that the Jets won a receiver. They've been in on some of the bigger receivers but haven't been able to pull the trigger 
that's something I look for when doing these mocks is, okay, what, what are positions these teams went for and missed out on? That's usually what they end up taking. So I think receivers in play at 10, I don't think it's guaranteed, but um, I think Garrett Wilson's the best receiver in this class. And I think the Jets, he'll be a nice fit on the outside. Elijah Moore inside, Corey Davis on the other side. I, I think he would fit the best to me. He's He feels safer. I think he's probably the safest of all of them that I, I like that there. The one I did last week with Kuiper, he had, he had London going to the Jets, which I'd rather him have Wilson, honestly. So from a fantasy standpoint and a real-life NFL standpoint. Commanders taking Jamison Williams at 11 was kind of a surprise. What, do you, what is your thinking there? Man, I never know who to have them take. Like, I just I just don't <laughs> know like, ever. <laughs> like, it's so hard to mock for a while. They don't have a ton of needs. There's not a ton on paper that you're like, wow, this is bad and the value matches up. But but I do think that wide receiver two for them is pretty weak. And they, you know, they they like to use kind of a more speed player there. We saw that last season. So I think Jamison Williams, get Brian Carson Wentz, get him some more weapons. I think Jamison Williams, I think there are a lot of teams that have him as the top receiver on their board. And uh, if it wasn't for the injury, I think we'd be talking about him at like 10 or 8. So I think 11 kind of fits pretty well. The Eagles taking Traylon Burks, their third wide receiver in the first round in the last three years. Well, if they'd just taken Justin Jefferson, they wouldn't have this problem. They wouldn't have <laughs> exactly. to worry about it. Yeah, you know, I think Burks, I, I the Eagles are, are tough with the three first-round picks. And I think one probably will be a receiver. I think it could be Drake London. They could be Traylon Burks. I think they're going to need a bigger player that they can move around in that formation. So I think with how Devonta Smith moves, uh, Traylon Burks would be nice where you could use that big slot if you want to, but you also could kick him outside and obviously use what his kind of value would be if you're taking him at 15 as a bigger, more athletic player. So I think if he's sitting there, I think it'd be a tough pass if I was in the Eagles' room. You know, am I really going to pass on Traylon Burks and this upside of a true number one receiver? I don't think so. And on a personal note, I love Devin Lloyd to the Eagles. That's one I see often, and I think that'd be such a good fit for them. So I really like that. I know we don't talk a lot of IDP on this show, but I love that fit. So um, Kenny Pickett to the Saints, I think that's probably a, a pretty good pr- – good. I, I would not be at all surprised to see that one happen. Like I think the Saints need a quarterback. So what do you think of his fit there in New Orleans? You think it's – I, I would like to find, I think the Saints are going to go offensive heavy now with Dennis Allen as the head coach. I think it's one of those situations where I can, I know who I got on defense. Let's build this offense. I think people probably criticize me for having the first quarterback come off the board at 18, but uh, you know, I, yeah. I think Jameis Winston, it's, it's one year. And uh, I think Kenny Pickett, there are going to be teams that really like him. And I think if you're the Saints and somehow he's still sitting there, I think, I think they would pull that trigger. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't. I think even if he's even if it's not the first quarterback, I think Pickett will be there at eighteen for him. So, and I like that pick, like a more mature quarterback that can handle that. You know, I think he will u- utilize the weapons they have the best there. You know, using the short passing yeah. game, and he just he just seems like he fits there. So I, I really like that one as well. Malik Willis to the Steelers. That's kind of a once again everybody that's listening. This is assuming no trades, and and I think this is pretty much if, if everything falls right and we don't hear anything, if Malik Willis is on the board at twenty, I mean, there's no way the Steelers are going to pass him. So I, I think, but I, I do think someone's going to move up to grab him. So we, we can't assume that. So in this in this exercise, I definitely like Willis to the Steelers. What do you think of his fit there, though? Honestly, he's kind of it's definitely something different than they've ever had. So. 
it is. I'm here in Pittsburgh. I think if Willis or Pickett are there at 20, I think they do pull that trigger. Um, it's, they don't smoke screen very much in terms of what they no. like. So uh, we know they like the quarterbacks. Uh, so I, I think the fit is good. I think when you look at the offense that they've run under Matt Canada, like they couldn't run it last year. That's kind of why it was so bad. Like Ben Roethlisberger just was not a fit. And you need a guy that can bootleg. That's why I think the Mitch Trubisky signing is really good because he fits and he can bootleg. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of limit the side of the field. I think Malik Willis obviously can do that really well, and that was his strength. So um, I think, yeah, they, they'd be sitting there. I, and I don't know. They might not have to move up. The Steelers have notoriously somehow had guys fall into their laps, the TJ Watt and the David DeCastro. Somehow the guys they want to always just are there. So, you know, maybe it happens Damn. Yeah. They do have uh, impeccable luck, I tell you, like in that situation. I really like Drake London to the Packers. I think if they can't get – if they, I think my first pick would be Burks, but if they can't get him, I love Drake London there as well. They need that big body outside guy. So I'm not going to say anything about that. I, I think it's a perfect fit. I mean, Green Bay needs wide receivers. So Olave to the Bills. What, I'm curious on that one. What do you think – what's your thinking? Uh, once again, I think the Bills have been in on some of these receivers in free agency, have not gotten them. Um, we know they brought in Emmanuel Sanders, you know, last year to uh, kind of fill out that receiving group. I think Chris Olave could play that role, basically bring him in as kind of the deeper threat. I, I think he has some of those Emmanuel Sanders type type playmaking ability, obviously a young Emmanuel Sanders. So um, I, I think the Bills are looking more. I know us, us fantasy players don't want to see a receiver, just want Gabe Davis to be able to be the guy. But I, I think the Bills are going to take a receiver fairly early in this draft, and I think it's good value there. All right. Now, personally, I think you took Trey McBride to the Bengals at 31 just because you don't want them to get any more offensive line help and you don't want them to get better. Is that true? That is not true. I mean, I, I don't know. What, I don't know which offensive lineman you're taking there to. Uh, that's help yeah. Them you out, have, but I think you have six tackles going before this. I don't know. I was yeah. trying to count there. So yeah, if if it falls right and it is this situation, yeah, I don't like any of the off, off the offensive tackle op- options they have, and I think McBride would be so good there. The only thing, I, the only thought, my thought process when I've done mocks for him is I put them getting one of the other guys later because they don't need a pass casting op- option because they already have Boyd and Higgins and Chase. So I don't know if they want another mouth hungry for the ball, you know? So, but I, man, that would make that offense so scary. So, and he can block, like, you know, it, that's the thing. Right. You, you can, you can leave him in the block. And I think it gives them one of each kind of tight end. McBride does both Hayden Hurst, the pass catcher that can't block and drew sample, the blocker that can't catch. You have a little <laughs> bit of everything. There. Trim the roster down a little bit. So. And I love pick 32. All right, Matt Corral to the Lions. I love that. So, but is do you think I? Yeah, I keep seeing them get mocked Malik at two, and I just don't like them to build an offense around Malik. That's not something the Lions have done. And if you listened to mine last weekend with Thor, I went absolutely off on the Lions because they've screwed up so many generational talents in my lifetime, mainly Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. So, I don't want them to have a nice shiny toy like Malik Willis. Whereas I think Matt Corral is a better fit. So I really like that there. Do you think, what is your thought process there? You know, I think it's tough to gauge, but that, that 32 pick, I'm with you. Like, why, why take a quarterback at two when they passed on the whole class last year to actually build the the, the trenches, get, get the edge rusher, build those trenches some more. Very important position. 
And then at 32, you could take Matt Crow or Sam Howard, Desmond Ritter. I think there's a lot of options, and they know there will be some options there if they like this quarterback class. I think they could pass all together. But I, I think Matt Corral went a little bit of uh, athleticism, mobility. You have that quick release. I, I think he can work within that offense really well to not have to do too much, not be overburdened, but still be able to make it run. Um, he's good to throw. You know, he's, he's played with running backs like DeAndre Swift, guys that he could throw the ball out to. He's good at that. I, I just think it is a really good fit, and that's why I kind of keep putting him there. Right. Yeah. And they'll be able to give him time to, I mean, he still is not fully recovered. I don't think from last year, I mean, the guy was getting hit around like a rag doll. So it'll give him time to, you know, get used to the offense and get used to the different team. And I mean, I, I didn't want him going somewhere where he would start right away. So we'll do some highlights of the second round real quick. Uh, I love Brees Hall to Houston. Although some people are like, why would we get Brees Hall the best, best running back in the class to, one of the worst teams in the NFL. I saw somebody tweet that the other day. I'm like, well, they're one of the few situations that actually needs a true three down back. I would love it. I, yeah, I yeah. think you're gonna get it. You're gonna get that Najee Harris kind of workload there when you have a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. They don't have the worst offensive line. Right. You know, I, I don't think that's the biggest weakness. They could sure they could use an upgrade at right tackle or whatever. But I mean. I, I, do you really want him going to like the Jets and splitting with Michael Carter? Do you really want him go? You know, <laughs> no. you know. Do you really want him going to some of these places and splitting? I think it'd be much better for him to go to Houston um, as they start to improve. Right, and, they, and they, yeah, I like that fit a lot. So, um, Desmond Ritter to Atlanta. I, that's very interesting. You think Ritter goes before Howell? I think you get Howell going several picks after, but. Yeah, a couple picks after. I, I like the Ritter fit with Atlanta more. I think there's a good chance with the, the top-notch workout that someone could like Ritter, um, even with the accuracy issues. I think it's close. But, um, I mean, I would love Ritter in Atlanta. I think he fits kind of like what Ryan Tannehill did with Arthur Smith in Tennessee. I think Ritter could be that kind of player in Atlanta and, um, you know, maybe focus in on getting Kyle Pitts and getting – uh, a running back in there and kind of having the, the team rely on some of the other players and let Ritter's athleticism keep defenses on their backs. Yeah, you gotta, honestly, the the, uh, the transition from Mariota to Ritter is not much either. I, I kind of right. like that. They're both very similar types of players. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's very interesting. <laughs> Sam Howell to the Vikings. Please explain. I mean, Kirk Cousins <laughs> truth is out there. I'm sure we have like, I think 60% of the, the fantasy space is from Minnesota. So I feel like that. And they're probably like, what are you thinking, Shane? Well, I, I, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's fine. But yeah. when you bring in a whole new GM and coach, are they going to really want him long term is my question. Uh, I mean, Kellamon's not their guy either. So let's just toss that pick in the garbage, essentially. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I think if they like Sam Howe, if he's sitting there at the 46th pick, then you really, I think, start considering him as, okay, we, you know, we can bring this guy in and he can sit for a year um, and kind of brings that moxie to this new offense that they want. I, I think it'd be interesting. Uh, like, I almost feel like there's one less landing spot for quarterbacks than there are quarterbacks. So that means it's going to be a team like the Colts or the Vikings or, you know, someone that we don't, the Eagles that take a quarterback that we're really kind of not expecting to do so. Yeah, because I think Cousins is two year, two more years guaranteed, I believe. So giving Howell a couple years, that would be amazing. So Sky, uh, Chris, oh, I don't want to skip over this one. Christian Watson, the Saints, I love that pick. 
especially with Pickett. And then who knows what's going on with Michael Thomas. And yeah, he's the type of guy who can possibly take over for Thomas as a wide receiver one. So I love that pick. Love Sky more to the, the Packers. I actually have him in the first round. Most of the time I mock him to the, to the Packers as well. So anything you got on either of those guys or. I mean, I, lo- I love Christian Watson. He's my number six receiver in this class. So I can't, I can't move him up anymore. So, so that's as high as he can go. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to be a stud. I wrote an article in early January. I think he'll have the Cooper Cup career trajectory where, you know, smaller school guy, uh, athletic, and comes in, does well year one, and then just explodes on the scene in a couple of years. I think he'll he'll be really good. And I think Sky Moore, the Packers have shown a lot of interest. Uh, I think he's mm-hmm. a good fit. You know, I, I wouldn't surprise me if we see them take you know, uh, two or even three weapons in the first two rounds, two receivers and a tight end, I think it's very possible. Right. And he could be like what they, what they used to use, how they used to use Randall Cobb. I mean, he's, except he's, I think he's more explosive. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Kenneth Walker to the bills. Love that one. I know probably Devin Singletary fans out there are like, no, Devin Singletary needs to go away. Kenneth Walker needs to be there. That's a great fit. So, um, Jalen Tolbert to the Falcons is very underrated as well. I, I like him a lot. Um, is he so if, if Sky if Watson six, where where is Tolbert near wide receiver rankings and why is he such a good fit in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, I have him a little bit further. I actually have fear of the upside, so I actually have him down at 13. He's a little lower for me right. than I think he'll go. You know, I think he's going to go round two to three. Uh, but I just really like that fit, like you said, with Atlanta. I think Tolbert profiles more as a true number one receiver. You know, with rankings, you don't have to worry about that quite as much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in this mock, he's off the board as wide receiver 10. Um, I think it's fair. Like, you could basically line him up and do a lot of the things that Calvin Ridley, I'm not saying he's going to be that good, but he has a similar profile in terms of speed, getting past the defense and still having the size to make contested catches. I skimmed over Mechie to the Patriots because I, I don't like them having any wide receivers. So. Um, <laughs> they got Devontae Parker. They're good now. You yeah, know, but they're pairing him with Mac Jones. I, I think that's probably not a bad move. I don't know as far as if he'll ever be like a valuable fantasy guy, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to go through a couple here in the yeah, third yeah. round. If there's, if there's any you want to talk about, because I, I don't no, want to go too long. Justin Ross, the Lions, is an interesting one as far as upside. I mean, why not? They, they need an alpha receiver. I, it's definitely not, you know, Amon Ra. So I think their skill sets mesh very well together. Kind of curious, Seattle taking Carson Strong. I actually think that's a, a really, really good pick, Shane. So I, pat yourself on the back. I like it. Oh, thanks. So I'll take I'll take it. <laughs> I, I think Carson Strong is a tough placement. But I think, you know, if Seattle doesn't take a quarterback in round one or round two, then I think Strong – uh, it could be a type of player that they like, right? Get the ball down the field to Metcalf and walk it and let uh, him hand the ball off and yeah. run. That's it. Yeah, as long as Carson Wright can stay upright or Carson Strong can stay upright long enough, that's he's going to yeah. love DK Metcalf. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's a very nice combination. All right, and then I had to – everybody's shitting on Isaiah Spiller, but I love the fit in Atlanta. I mean, they, they need a – they need a good back that can do everything. And Spiller is. He may not, you know, he may be a little slow. He may not be the most agile cat in the world, but I think he's a good back and he'll be a good back in that offense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably what they were hoping Mike Davis would be last year, right? Like, I think Spiller right. has that 
kind of like rich man's Mike Davis, where he can make a little bit by himself, but ultimately it's the explosions, the toughness, it's the churning out yardage. I don't know if Atlanta will take a running back this high. It's not really their GM's MO, but uh, I think if Spiller's sitting there at 74, man, that, that'd be a tough guy to pass on. Right. And then you took my boy Rashad White to Denver at 75, which I don't want you to stick him behind Javante Williams. I want him to have a chance, <laughs> but plenty of shit. That's, that's a one, two punch pass yeah. catching Rashad white with, I, I think Denver's taking a, I think Denver's <laughs> taking a running back a lot earlier than we all want them to. So, Oh, I think so too. I just don't want it to be white. I love white. I love white <laughs> yeah. a lot. So really good. He is a good, he would compliment him very well, but I want, I hope to get a chance where he can actually play. Let me see. So I'm running long on time here, but I'm just going to scan through real quick here. Zamir White to Baltimore. kind of like that. Jerome Fuller. Is there any you wanted to, that you wanted to talk about that you really thought would you know, uh, highlight? I can, I can always talk about my boy Pierre Strong. I have going round yep. five to the Seahawks. Uh, I really Ooh. like him. I think he could go round three or four. Uh, so this might be a little bit late, but I think – you know, Rashad Penny one year will be the primary guy, but I think Strong could, you know, could be a player in the, in that mix. Um, if Seattle takes him, I, I think he's a guy to look out for if he goes, especially if he goes top 100. Ooh, yeah. Especially at a place like Seattle that has so, so much uncertainty. I know everybody, I'm not a big Rashad Penny fan, Rashad Penny. So I think he could push him really quickly, like really quickly. Yeah. And, uh, kind of an underrated pick, too, I think, is round four. The Colts, I, I like them taking Bailey Zappi as a guy to possibly develop. I like Zappi quite a lot. Um, I know he's in an offense that was kind of not hokey, but, you know, that generated yard, you know, that generated situations where he could put up those crazy stats, you know, like almost 6,000 yards and, you know, like just absolutely insane stats for a college quarterback. So, but I do think there's a lot in his game that I like. So I, I like that as a spot for him to sit and develop. So. Yeah, and I think the Colts are going to pass on quarterback early because they're trying to win the Super Bowl now. But I, I thought Zappi was well, – I'm with you. He reminds me a lot of Gardner Minshew, you know, with more production, obviously. Uh, so I, really interesting to me. You have a lot of really good landing spots. I don't – like I, I was going through Kuypers last week, and I'm just like, he sometimes seems – so clueless, but I mean, then he's usually right a lot. So <laughs> I don't know how, but there is sometimes where, you know, those guys that like that are you're, us as fantasy guys are probably not as dialed in, obviously, as Kuiper is. But, you know, we see some some of the stuff he does and just like, what? Huh? You know, because we as a different, we see things differently in the fantasy community, I think. So, but this is all, I, I, I like this a lot. Very good. No, I look, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, the big guys always, I'll always do a decent job, but I think I've, I think my mocks the past three years have been more accurate than Kuiper's, the final ones at least. So I'll, I'll take oh, that. Oh, I'm leading with that. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is what Shane says. Dun, 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 the gauntlet is down. How to report contest? I, I have beaten him the past three years. So. <laughs> the previous forty, he's got you for a trip. <laughs> but you know, we'll tell the recency bias. We'll take it. Uh, it's all good, man. And, and obviously this is all done without trades and all that. So we never really know, you know, it's always kind of nuts. So. All right, Shane, thank you very much always for coming on. And I always love talking to you. You're one of my favorite people in the industry. So tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you're working on. 
Yeah, check me on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. Check out the NFL Draft website, uh, draftcountdown.com. I'll have this around mock. I'm actually going to be posting, uh, coming up, my pre-draft notes, every position, every player that I have ranked. So I'm talking 160 receivers or whatever. You know, I'm going to have pre-draft notes on just a quick blurb on every single player. So if someone gets drafted you've never heard of or someone's picked up in free agency you want to know, go Draft Countdown. I'll have something there. That's cool. I like that, man. It gives people better insight of, you know, what you do and what your process is. So I like that a lot. Um, you can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. Thank you guys very, very much for listening. As always, I have three very interesting prospects this week. We're getting deeper. I got some more defensive guys finally coming on. And then Friday, I got another fun Friday face-off for you. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>